of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, quality and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Well, good evening and welcome to All Things Radio 644 for September the 8th, 2022. Hope everybody is doing well. Let's turn it over to Jeff. He's got a big show planned. Well, I hope it's a big show. Not a circus, but a radio show, of course. <laughs> well, say good evening to everybody who's listening live. and Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, no matter where you are. Well, first of all, we'll start our radio broadcast with uh, that all-important radio news from a national perspective. We'll follow it up with Jennifer Sparks calling her in format changes. And next up on the bill will be an interview with Walter Swank, assuming he gets here. Uh, and uh, we'll interview him. Uh, and we're going to talk about all his work, and I think he's worked on radio before. And then next on the on the agenda, I know, Bernie, I know you happen to like this. We have an air check, a very early WORFM from May 2nd, 1968. They had just adopted the Drake format, uh, or late in 1967, and uh, we got to hear two radio announcers. And when I received this particular tape of WR, it came to about to about two and a half hours of unscoped or uncut air, music wow. and air checks. So we, we might be able to do something next time or we'll save it for future. But we're going to hear Tony Taylor, the Tony the Tiger Taylor, who worked at WQXI. And then he came to New York at WORFM. And we're going to hear Jim O'Brien, who after leaving WORFM, ended up at, ended up at WFIL AM in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And finally, on our featured station, we're going to go to your neck of the woods, Bernie, and we're going to hear WOLT-FM with their progressive or alternative format from the 90s and 2000s, and their radio announcer is Teresa, who works for iHeart Radio Stations in in Kansas City, Missouri. So, all in all, I I think we have a... Go ahead, Bernie, I'm sorry. I don't think any any of their people are local. Yeah, the afternoon guy is local, the program director. That's that's the only one that's local. Um, the, the other, the other, all are they, they have the Woody Show from KYSR in Lo, in Los Angeles in the morning. Teresa does the after, right. mid middays. The program director does the afternoons, and the evenings are done by a guy from WWDC in Washington D.C. So that's all I can tell you about that radio station. Now I don't mind the music. Um, I kind of like all kinds of music. You know, my sister goes, I don't understand you. She goes to me, I can't figure you out. You, you like all, I don't know what kind of music you like. I say, I like a little of this. I like a little of that. And I like a little of this and a little of that. So that's, that's the only thing I can say about my musical taste. So nothing wrong with that. No, nothing, no, not wrong, nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Not at all. So that's what, that's what we have today for all things radio and, uh, and we, I can tell you right now, TuneIn is making some major deals, and we'll talk about that in next week's newscast, because if I talk about it now, we won't have anything to talk about next week. But we'll tell oh, you... you never know. That you, be something. That, that, uh, <laughs> that those who love football will be very happy about that, and those who live... Well, we'll tell you more about that next week. 
All right, but what we will tell you about this week, Bernie, when I, Saturday, I read a post on Facebook and I tuned in, I was probably one of the only three people that listened to mm-hmm. HD2 at 97.1 made a format makeover, probably a drastic thing. Yeah, they, some- they actually, I think they were actually gone for a while and they brought it back with a slightly different uh, format. Yeah, that is probably... How many people, I swear to you, listen to HD radio? Maybe a few. Three, maybe four, five. Well, the FCC, again, didn't adopt it the way they should have. They they screwed HD up like they screwed AM stereo up back in the year, back in the 70s. So uh, we had that. We dealt with that little change, and then we dealt with... Um, some kind of change I think they want to make and call it WIBC used to say the voice of Indiana but I think that's about to change Bernie right am I I don't know yeah I'm going to call it urban the urban the voice of urban one or something like that instead of the wow. voice of Indiana so, yeah, so this week we had our we had our big changeover with the servers, and it uh, it's been pretty chaotic as far as uh, uh, emails and even oh, yeah. it, when that stuff happens, like that on the air got, got lost. You you can't believe what happens if it's not done properly, and, and, and a lot we it was a disaster. When I worked at uh, for the state of New York, and it had nothing to do with radio, but everyone's email got lost. All my documents that I was working on, because I, I did web reviews of websites, they got lost. I was lucky that I had, I had backed them up onto my local hard drive on my computer. But when that happens and if everything gets messed up, people are not very happy. Well, it no. disrupted. I mean, try to do a talk show without a computer. Um, oh, yeah. Those guys have yeah. enough issues. Yeah, not today. <laughs> not today, but yeah. it finally... And some of this to the signals were being interrupted there was all kinds of problems it's something that probably should have been done over the holiday weekend if you were going to do that type of thing but but then you got to pay people more money to come in and do it and they probably didn't want to do that you know well they got the results on they just shows you the value of a well thought out or a good app for a radio station because people really use those apps to listen to those radio stations. You wouldn't think so. Sometimes you just need to put the money out and do it right. I mean, you know, that's absolutely do. Well, but this that's was, what companies will do. They're pretty Pennywise and pound Absolutely done wrong. Go ahead, Bernie. We had a, a contest that we do every day on uh, U105.7, and of course, one of the days, they couldn't do it because uh, they couldn't get access to the phones mm. during this week. Mm. So, you know, it really should have been done over a weekend and starting in the middle of the night. I'm sorry, but that's right. how it's got to be done. That's how it used to be done. That's right. You're right. And, you know, it it just wasn't done very well. And no. people were complaining and complaining and complaining and 
Facebook was blowing I mean, you up. it out. Oh, well, look man. at all the adjustments that used to be made Sunday night, Monday mornings with transmitters and all the things exactly. they used to do. And, you know, it was all done. But, you know, Monday morning, they were ready to go. Right. Most good cable companies, like, in, they don't work on something in prime time. It's done no, three in the morning overnight. Or something. Three in the morning is uh, when they reset. Or I, once, uh, I once saw a radio station uh, go to the main tower site in the middle of the day. Um, and they were in the middle of an ownership change, and they were changing format. So they, when they went on that tower about three o'clock in the afternoon, uh, and uh, but before that, their signal was really, uh, really kind of. Well, I got to tell you though, when, if, if Bob and Sherry are right from that interview they did talking about Urban One, and I'm not, I'm not saying anything it's bad or good. Everything they do is done by committee, and I can tell you what, what happens when that happens. Nothing gets done, and everything gets done at a very slow pace. So, we shall see what we shall see what happens, but if that's any indication, um, what I'm concerned about, Bernie, and maybe you will be too eventually, and maybe they can get the equipment, but the equipment you need to do what you need to do to make it accessible, they can talk about all their EEO and understanding and this, that, and the other, but that's part of it, too. Is being mm-hmm. set up for the employee and the employees of all across it, not just you, but other people. No. You know, I mean, you have to give people the tools that they, they need to do their job. Right. Right. There was a gal that worked in McDonald's and they set it up for, and of course, it helped that her parents owned a McDonald's and. You know, they could do this and do that. These new terminals are going to there, you know, where you go and you order your sandwich on some type of a keypad. Well, you know, she worked with them to make that more accessible in Bespero, you know, Jaws and that type of stuff. But it's the same thing with radio or whatever, the software or whatever, the people that they've hired to work they have a responsibility to you know to make it as give them as even a playing field as is possible i mean we take for granted all the stuff the internet the speech and the voiceover and all the things we have but that's their responsibility too well so many companies even for regular employees if they just made minor changes, things would be more efficient. But you can, as a employee, and and I've heard this, you know, not not just the accessibility, but I've heard other employees like where I work talk about, it. you know, if they just would do this, if they just would do that, and we wouldn't have to go, you know, get it, uh, update some programs or do whatever, then we would be able to work so much more efficiently. But that costs money, or get some get some different hardware here and there, you know, it doesn't happen. Well, we need to be efficient. Is what I always tell them. If you make your site accessible or make it easy for other people to understand, then that's going to be better for you. I don't want to sit here. I was just on the bank website, and I'm digressing a little bit from radio, but it's the same point. When I have to stop and figure it out, 
I should yeah. be able to do that without that. It's the same way with an accessible website to listen to stations. I shouldn't have to hunt around or put search on so I can find a listen button that's tied down in the middle of everything. That should be prevalent. Right. If you want me yep. to listen to your station or read your advertisement, you need to make it to where we can get to it so it's not so cluttered. So exactly. th- that's enough of my soap opera. And that, by the way, that applies to so many other things, not it just does. radio, but I mean, like, there's so Everything. many, you right. know, I mean, even my, my thermostat doesn't work well with voiceover. <laughs> it's like, come on. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, the web, you know, the web was invented, you know, 20 years ago, and everybody has an idea of how things should be designed. There were, in print, for example, ways to do typefaces and ways to put the print on the page. And people knew how to set up an ad or a headline or a newspaper to make it where people's eyes would go from A to B to C the way you wanted them to. And people knew that. It was part of what you learned, and it was standard. Mm -hmm. People knew how to do that. Now everybody thinks they're reinventing the wheel, and a lot of them, uh, the wheels don't roll very easily. Yep. Wow. But I, but I bet Jeff's award-winning news is very efficient and accessible. I'm a about accessible. I it's try to make it now because we're still talking. Right. If right. it's not accessible, <laughs> then we're going to have a talk. But it is. It's award-winning. <laughs> That's what I can. It may not yeah. be accessible, but it's award-winning. Right, Jeff? And efficient. Yeah. And he'll have a cup of coffee <laughs> after the show. Uh, yes. Jeff, will you get that coffee pot together after the show? I definitely will. I, I was right like, away. on withdrawal without having that coffee pot, and it took <laughs> two days to get to me, but I got it, so I'll take so care if of you that. Need to, yeah, show. all right, buddy. Here you go. Jeff's under duress, so let's help him out here. I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. Salem Media reports that their third quarter revenue might be flat to down. Changes are coming to radio station WXKS-FM in Boston, Massachusetts. We'll let you know what's happening on the street and begin our look at the Nielsen August Personal People Meter Ratings. With Labor Day having come and gone, it certainly has been a busy week this week in the world of broadcasting. In the case of Salem Media, in a recent press release, they reported that their third quarter revenue is expected to be down 2% to flat. The reason for the lower revenue results is due to the economic conditions that the radio industry is undergoing. In Boston, Massachusetts, there are changes coming to radio station WXKSFM with a new afternoon drive hosted by Frankie and Mikey V. The V Brothers will be hosting afternoons from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. and they'll be joined by producer Jonah Gravelese. Gone is Julio, who had been hosting middays for the radio station, and middays will be hosted by the syndicated Ryan Seacrest show. This seems to be a trend in the radio industry, eliminating the live local midday show, which is being replaced with syndicated shows, such as the Martha Quinn show, which airs on iHeartRadio's classic hits radio stations. Now let's take a look at some of those format changes which occurred during the Labor Day weekend. It's party time in Toledo, Ohio, at radio station WPAY-AM and its FM translators. The station has dropped its all-sports format in favor of today's hits and throwbacks. We'll let you hear check out this radio station in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. In Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania, radio station WHLM and its assorted translators has dropped its oldies format in favor of a new format. The new format is soft adult contemporary. Now let's take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. In St. Louis, Missouri, and radio 
radio station WXOSFM. Morning co-host Michelle Smallman has left the radio station. She has gotten a job with ESPN. WXOSFM broadcasts at all sports formats. In other news, Peter Boyle has unretired from radio station KNUS AM in Denver, Colorado. The station broadcasts on a frequency of 710 with a news talk format. Peter Boyle had been doing mornings for the radio station. He's coming back to host Saturdays. He'll be on the air from 9 a.m. till noon. At Sirius XM, they've saying goodbye to Pat McGaffey, who'd been hosting middays on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Pat McGaffey says that his contract was not renewed and there was no further explanation from the folks at Sirius XM Satellite Radio. In Seattle, Washington, a new sports show has been added to the schedule. It's the KJ Wright Show, which will air Wednesdays from 8 p.m. till 9 p.m. KJ Wright is a former player for the Seattle Seahawks. Congratulations go out to James Kurgil, who's the new director of classic rock programming for Cumulus. James Kurgil is based at KQRS FM in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and he'll continue his choice as program director for KQRS in Minneapolis, Minnesota as well. Say hello to Conservative Talk in Reno, Nevada at radio station KFOY AM. The station transmits on a frequency of 1060 and they'll be broadcasting the syndicated fair from Premier Radio. In other news, changes are being made at the morning show at radio station KPLX FM in Dallas, Texas, 99.5 The Wolf. The station broadcasts a country format and they're adding a new morning co-host. His name is Ryan Fox. He'll be working alongside Tara who'd been hosting the morning show on the radio station. Ryan Fox comes to this radio station after working for the Westwood One syndicated satellite country format. Finally, if you're a radio station, you're going to see those fees that you pay to the FCC go up a whopping 13%. The FCC does not derive any money from the federal government. They are a self-funded agency, and the way that this agency is supported is by the regulatory fees that are paid by licensed radio and television stations. Now it's time to begin our look at the August Nielsen Personal People Meter Ratings. In New York City, the number one ranked radio station is WLTWFM with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is WCBS-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in New York City is WPLS-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. In Los Angeles, California, things are status quo with the number one, two, and three ranked radio stations. The number one ranked radio station is KOST-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is KRTH-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Los Angeles, California is KBIG-FM with a hot adult contemporary format. In Chicago, Illinois, the number one ranked radio station is WDRV-FM with a classic rock format. The number two ranked radio station is WLIT-FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Chicago, Illinois is WBEZ-FM. That's the public broadcaster with a news talk format. In San Francisco, California, things are also status quo with the number one, two, and three ranked radio stations. The number one ranked radio station is KQED. That's the public broadcaster with a news talk format. The number two ranked radio station is KCBS-AM with a it's all news operation. And finally, the number three rack radio station in San Francisco, California is KOIT-FM with an adult contemporary format. In the market that serves Dallas and Fort Worth, Texas, the number one rack radio station is KLNO-FM with a regional Mexican format. The number two rack radio station is KHKS-FM with a pop CHR format. And finally, the number three rack radio station serving Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas is KZPS-FM with a classic rock format. In Houston, Texas, the number one rack radio station is KODA-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is KMJQFM with their middle contemporary format. Finally, the number three rank radio station in Houston, Texas is KSBJFM with a Christian CHR format. In Atlanta, Georgia, the number one rank radio station is WSRVFM with a classic its format. The number two rank radio station is WALRFM with their middle contemporary format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Atlanta, Georgia is WSBFM with an adult contemporary format. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the number one rank radio station is WMMRFM with the rock format. The number two rank radio station is WDAS-FM with the number two contemporary format. And finally, the number three rank radio
radio station in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, is WMGK-FM with a classic rock format. Out of Long Island, the number one-rank radio station is WBAB-FM with a classic rock format. The number two-rank radio station is WAXQ-FM, also programming a classic rock format. And finally, the number three-rank radio station out of Long Island is WCBS-FM with a classic hits format. In Riverside, California, the number one-rank radio station is KOLA-FM with a classic hits format. The number two-rank radio station is KLYY-FM with a Spanish format. And finally, the number three-rank radio station in Riverside, California is KFRG-FM with a country format. In San Jose, California, the number one-rank radio station is KYT-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two-rank radio station is KUFX-FM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three-rank radio station in San Jose, California is KCBS-AM with its all-news operation. Out of New Jersey, and that encompasses the counties of Middlesex, Somerset, and Union, the number one-rank radio station is WLTW-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two-rank radio station is WAXQ-FM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three-rank radio station out of New Jersey is WSKQ-FM with a Spanish tropical format. Next week, we'll continue our look at the Nielsen August Personal People Media Ratings. According to those media monitors, here are the top commercials you heard on the radio this past week. Number one is Progressive Insurance, followed by Home Depot, NHTSA, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, followed by Swiffer and Mattress Firm. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Thank you very much, Jeff. Oh, no problem, Bill. And a couple of extra items, Jeff, to tack on to that. Uh, One I just saw retweeted again on Twitter, so I'll mention this real quick first. Uh, Everybody was upset about the NFL not being on TuneIn. Well, you can listen to Westwood One's NFL coverage free. Just tell it to play NFL. Tell your device to play NFL on West One from TuneIn or use your Westwood One skill to do that. Number two, uh, of course, we all know about the Queen... uh, Queen Elizabeth passing away today. There was another passing, too, today. Uh, Former anchor Bernard Shaw, who started his career at CBS, uh, also worked for a a little bit at ABC, and a 21-year career at CNN, probably the first major African-American anchor um, that most people today would recognize. But he covered such stories as the attempted assassination of President Reagan. He was live in Baghdad for the first Gulf War when that started. And, of course, the very infamous 2000 election, among many other stories. He was the Mm. chief anchor for CNN for 21 years, and Bernard Shaw was 82. Wow. I had no idea he was African-American. No, I didn't know either. I I did know, but I'm not sure how I knew that. Yeah, uh, the, the station that popped into my mind, and I'm, I could be totally wrong. That Atlanta station, WSRV. I don't remember hearing those call letters on that on the count on the uh, ratings. No, before. they've been they've been there before. They're on the operator by Cumulus. Yes, they've been around for a while. They're they're classic hits. They've been. They've There's been usually pretty, a hip hop that's in there in the Atlanta uh, market, and I, maybe that was. Uh, yeah, the, the one that you didn't hear. I, I don't. Maybe I didn't hear that. But there was there was a WBEE. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, V-E-E-W-V-E. W-V-E. Yeah. That's the one you, that you, that you, that that I didn't. I don't remember hearing that this time. Yeah, I oh, think, uh, no. I think ALR is a softer R and B. It's a softer uh, R and B. That's owned by yeah. I believe that's owned Cox, by, by Cox. As a matter of yeah. fact, yes. 
Um, it's an interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm seeing things in the, in the PPM ratings that I that I just am not used to, uh, and you'll see that throughout the ratings. One of the things I'm seeing is that stations mm-hmm. that that normally always seem to be doing well aren't. And and as Bernie said, and and as everyone will sell, will tell you, and we when I, when I was listening and, and and monitoring the diary markets years ago, they said the same thing about the diaries as to where they're placed and how they're filled out. Well, I think part of the problem with the personal people meter ratings isn't isn't the PPMs themselves; it's the sampling and how it's being sampled. And and we don't have access to that information. They don't release how they determine the sample sizes or where or who gets the meters. Um, it just you know, and then right. of course there's there's a there's a thing I could be not I could be at home and I could have a personal people meter, not even listening to the radio. It may be on in the background. I'm, I might be doing other things, but it's going to still register that I'm listening. There are a lot of issues with that whole personal people meter thing. But how else can you really electronically do ratings? It, it, it's not it's not feasible to do phone service to find out what people are listening to anymore. Yeah, and, Hooper actually no. called yeah. us one day in 1967, and luckily I was listening. It was a Sunday, late Sunday afternoon, around five o'clock. And I was listening to Bruce Bradley because he did a Sunday show. And it happened. my mother yelled over to me, hey, what are you listening to? And I said, WBZ, Bruce, you know, Bruce Bradley, or whatever I said, because it's Hooper ratings, she said. And that's the one I wanted to say I was listening to, and I was glad I was. So I didn't have to lie. So that well, was yeah. good. And you know, at yeah. one time, there were three rating services. You had Hooper, you had Nielsen, and the other okay. rating service was Pulse. And mm-hmm. Nielsen is the only one that's left. Pulse and Hooper was the first to go, and then went Pulse, and then now Nielsen's the only one left. So, and of, the, of yeah. course, there's Eastland, but they really don't count. They they do much smaller and more smaller and medium sized markets, and they're not in the big major markets. But and, and the only reason you need, you need the ratings, especially if you're a, a, a radio station, is because it has nothing to do with the local advertising, but it has to do more with the advertising for national advertising and the national buyers look at the ratings more than than, than local agencies do. And, uh, and then you look at a station like KNBR, the Giants are down this year. They're not going to make the playoffs or anything if, if they would normally be in the top three. But they'll get back in there because the 49ers are starting up and they're going to have a good team. So, you know, that's how KOIT uh, snuck in there. But they'll probably be knocked out in the next couple of months by uh, KNBR again. Well, the other the other thing yeah. is uh, WABC, for example, is doing very well. They're a conservative talk station. They're you know kind of beating up on WINS and WCBS in New York City. Why is it all of a sudden that these that, that that they're they're not doing anything any different? Well, I mean, there's a lot of factors here, and I could I could talk forever about the future of radio. I was talking about it with Doug uh, with Doug Hunziker, DJ Doug, and I really kind of believe that at some point, uh, radio is not going to be on radio. And will actually might actually rent space from Sirius Satellite Radio. People pay for cable. People pay for everything else. They'll pay to listen to radio. Um, that's I think that's where the that's where the future might be. Uh, unfortunately, it's not going to be with your AM and your FM radio. It's that that's uh, I'm not saying it's hap- going to happen today, but 10, 20 years from now, that's where it's going to be. And the reason WABC, I assume, is doing so much better than WOR did with this is because they've got a lot more local programming, right? That that's that's my assumption. Yep. Is they they do they do have local programming. Well, I think it's time to turn it over to Bill because I think Bill, we have Walter Swank is here. And Walt, can you unmute yourself, please? 
Wait a minute. How about Jennifer? We, we oh, Jennifer, I'm sorry. I keep forgetting about that. I'm going. Yeah, don't forget Jennifer. It's because her, 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 her fans are right. We're going to have to go to a. We're going to have to have a, a, a harassment thing about sexism and stuff or something, Jeff. I don't know. I guess, I guess you're right. Well, yeah. let's, let, let's do Jennifer because I know it's the coffee. Blame it on the coffee. It's the coffee I haven't had for a few <laughs> yeah, that's days. That's right. Blame it on the coffee. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks. Here are your call letter and format changes for the week of September 8th. WQMT FM 93.9 Decatur, Tennessee changes city of license to Hopewell. WWQS FM 88.5 Spring City, Tennessee changes city of license to Decatur. KETT FM 99.3 Mitchell, Nebraska changes frequency to 99.5. KNAM AM 1490 Silt, Colorado changes format from sports to oldies and changes slogan from the team sports 1340 to 95.7 The Monkey. WFCX FM 100.5 Apalachicola, Florida changes format from oldies to adult hits. WAXX FM 104.5 Eau Claire, Wisconsin changes slogan from today's country WAXX 104.5 to WAXX 104.5 WAYY AM 790 Eau Claire, Wisconsin changes slogan from 790 WAYY Sports and Information to Sports Talk 105.1 WECL FM 92.9 Lake Holly, Wisconsin changes slogan from 92.9 The X to Real Rock 92.9 The X WSGN FM 98.3 Stewartville, Alabama changes slogan from Fox Sports Central Alabama 98.3 to WSGN 98.3 KVVD AM 1100 Peralta, New Mexico changes calls to KRKE AM KRKE FM 101.3 Albuquerque, New Mexico changes calls to KYLZ FM WGMA FM 99.7 Silver Springs Shore, Florida changes calls to WCYZ FM WGMW FM 99.5 La Crosse, Florida changes calls to WHGV FM WNOW FM 96.3 Indianapolis, Indiana changes calls to WYHX FM, WMUC FM 88.1, College Park, Maryland changes frequency to 90.5, KLSD AM 1360, San Diego, California changes format from sports to news talk and changes slogan from extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego to the Patriot AM 13. 
1960. WEGN FM 88.7, Kankakee, Illinois, changes format from Southern Gospel to Contemporary Christian and changes slogan from The Life FM to Gorilla FM. WUPY FM 101.1, Antonaga, Michigan, changes slogan from Superior Country Y101 to Y101. And those are your call letter and format changes for this week. For all things radio, I'm Jennifer Sparks, wishing all of you a good week. Thank you very much, Jennifer, and that station. We're conservative. Talk KLSD, man. Yeah. Yeah, Wow, we're cool. (laughs) That's funny. That station actually was the original KGB. Back that's right, it, it was, uh, and they were they were a Drake station as well. Uh, yeah, they well as the top I, mean, I heard station. them in '74. Andy, go ahead, good radio. Owned right. by the for Brown family, the KGB B, the B stood for Brown, who was the owner of the oh. station. Um, yeah. And that's where Bill Brown from WCBS FM worked at one point. He worked at KGB, and then he worked out at uh, out in uh, at KYNO. When uh, I mean, what are the Drake stations? I forgot which one it was out in uh, San Jose. I think it was KYNO. And he, of course, eventually came to New York at WCBS-FM. But he was supposed to go to Cincinnati, Ohio uh, at WUBE, but that didn't work out. Uh, they felt he was better off than going to New York, and it, it was a good mix, mix, good mix for him. He spent uh, like almost 50 years on radio, so <laughs> what can you say? Well, yep. that was good for him, man. That station WH... YX or whatever it's called in Indianapolis is not on the air yet. So no. when they're coming, I have no <laughs> idea. You won't even know it when they are. You know, nope. there's probably some truth to that. And it may never come on. Who knows? But so probably, it'll be on. Yeah. Oh. It'll be on. Yeah, we all have fundraising. Yeah. 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 You'll know. Oh. I noticed that station in Maryland, that WMUC, I guess you could say they ran a muck up the dial. Yeah, they're, yeah. Yeah, they're kind of in the muck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they ran a muck. So, there you never know. All right, well, I guess it's time to bring our guest on for this week. You've heard him call in on several weeks, and Perry tells me, Walter, spend a lot of time in Iowa radio Walter Swank, are you in the audience? Are you ready to go? I'm about as ready as I'll ever be. All right. Well, you know. I mean, gosh, I must, I must have been uh, pretty uh, anticipated because I about bumped Jennifer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. You just about did. But tell me a little bit about who you are, Walter, because... I've, I mean, I've talked to you when you come in, and we've talked on Mondays and and those kinds of things. But tell me who you are and where you come from, and a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, I'm uh, Walter Swank Jr. Uh, most people call me Jr. Um, well, we yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> and um, from Council Bluffs, Iowa. Uh, I went to the. Um, I will, the Braille School. You did, yeah, oh. yeah. I went to the went to the Braille School in I the, the, in Benton. Uh, was there? I was the K through twelve, uh, so uh, was there from seventy four to ninety one. Um, so uh, and uh, well, uh, 
Um, okay, so you went there to school. When you got out of school in 91, did you go right into broadcasting? Did you go to college? What did you do? Um, well, after uh, I graduated from there, I went to the uh, Department for the Blind, or the Commission for the Blind, as some people know it, um, uh, and to basically learn how to be a blind person in a sighted world. <laughs> it, um, <laughs> that, well, I mean, that's yeah. basically what, what they teach you how to do. Um, and I did that for, I think, was it eight months, and then took a year off. And then started working to go to, well, I didn't really start doing the radio uh, training until, see, I went to Iowa Western Community College the first time for the, uh, for what they call BS work, um, you know, the, all the uh, math and the... Basic classes. Yeah, yeah basic classes. And then, um, then I went to Iowa Central in 94 that's kind of where my radio training kind of started and uh, i was central in fort dodge i actually had two choices i either had um two uh, uh two options i had uh brown's institute in minneapolis um or iowa central i guess i chose iowa central so um uh so i did that um, worked, uh, they had a, a radio station that was part of the curriculum. It was a little college, little 100-watt college radio station. Actually, it was, I think, 250. But, uh, um, but worked with that. And then I took another, I think it took another year off. And then I started at Iowa Western. For, and they had, had just started their radio program. Um, what they call media studies, um, and uh, so I did that. Um, and I, they were also part of the curriculum, uh, but this one was in a, a hundred thousand watt uh, public radio station that they turned mm-hmm. into a triple uh, a, a, a AAA station. Uh, that for some people is adult. To basically adult alternative um, so because it was a classical station and I don't think it was doing very well as a classical station uh, so that's what they did and I got to watch I got to witness a uh, evolved um, they started out in a two bedroom house basically and I'm not kidding when I say that it was a two bedroom house that was kind of a bit removed from the campus to this little area they uh, kind of has a like a little tunnel or whatever on the in one of you know adjoining two of the uh, that they built adjoining two of the uh, two of the buildings on the campus so I got to watch that and that happened within a span of uh, about two and a half years two and a half three years so I got to see that, and that was great. You know, watch them uh, become a basically a uh, you know from go from a uh, <laughs> you know they were you know just there to being part of the uh, part of the campus. Um, mm-hmm. 
So when you got out of school, when did you leave there after 94? Um, well, I went back to Iowa. Let's see. I went back to, uh, did uh, Iowa Central in 94, 95. Mm-hmm. Then for whatever reason, they didn't want me back. I don't know why. But uh, mm. there was, it was just something that the VR counselors was telling me. I don't really know all the stuff with that. But um, then I went back in 96. And then from 96 to 99 is when I did the Iowa Western thing. Okay, so after 99, were you just about ready to get your first job in radio? No, that wouldn't happen for another seven and a half years. Okay, so this skip forward to 2006 or thereabouts 2007 maybe? Yeah, 2007. Okay. Actually, this one, no, actually it did start in 2006, and I'll explain. Uh one of the radio stations was doing a remote that was in that building. Uh, they were then known as Light 104.1. Was doing a remote over at the, what would become the new library, the central library downtown here. And I met the uh, one of the people that was working there. Her name was Mary Day. Uh, she still works there now, and she's about 80 years old. But she just still still does uh, uh, traffic and stuff, mostly. Um, but uh, anyway, I met w- with her, and uh, so, you know, we talked and all that. And so, you know, a year goes by. This was in April, by the way. A year goes by, and, of course, uh, Department for the Blind kind of does the thing with the job with job uh, uh, job look uh, what am I trying to say here job uh, shadowing training. maybe training okay well job training placement. And job, job placement is that what you're talking job, about job placement that's what okay. I'm right. for yeah. <laughs> but you know whenever, with them though whenever you mention trying to get into radio they t- they try to steer you away from that you know what I mean they they wanted you to work in a IV or something like that, or a or a well, a grocery store stocking shelves or doing something like, or one of those uh, those workshops where you uh, uh, where you're counting uh, uh, yeah bolts yes. bolts right. and washer. Um, so <clears throat> they kind of wanted you to do that. I, I think they I tend to think that they had influence there, so that's why they. But they didn't have any influence in the in the for the radio with the radio stations and stuff. So, but I stuck to my guns. Um, I got an interview with it uh, at the time. The uh, general manager was Jim Schaefer, or you, you might have been offer, operations manager. I don't know. Uh, so I met with him, and you know, told him, you know, the, about myself and all that, and. Next thing I know, I get, uh, then I meet uh, another guy who would basically take me under his wing, and his name was Jim Brown. And, uh, well, apparently, uh, Jim Brown must have liked what I, you know, my enthusiasm, I guess, and so they hired me. I was doing, I was, well, the first thing he did. He sat me in front of the control board in the uh, KRNT studios 
I knew nothing. <laughs> now, this is before they actually hired me. Um, I knew nothing. And it was a Cub game. Um, and at the time, they were doing it manually. Um, and he said, no, all you have to do is hit this little thing up at the top to start a commercial when, when it, you know, when it's our time. And so, you know, it's like, no, oh, you know, that's easy enough. So that's kind of how I got started there. I, uh, um, so, and then they, so I started doing that. And then one of the days that I was there, um, of course, Mary Day happened to see me there. She's like, oh my gosh, you know, it was like a year ago. You know, we, <laughs> so it was kind of like kismet or, or fate or whatever you call it. Um, I started uh, officially on April 2nd, 2007. And uh, I did do a little voice tracking along the way about a year and a half or maybe about a year and a few months in uh, we started to learn doing voice tracking now, at the time they were using Scott Studios oh I'm familiar with them yep uh, and which is very easy to use um, on a on air system um, I got to I sort of got the reputation of uh, basically uh cleaning up uh, the programmers messes because well what what happened because what happened was uh previous year and maybe a few months after i after i started they started automating the cubs and what mm-hmm. would what tended to happen was at the end of the game you know they you know they'd wrap everything up and say you know this is the cut you know, WGN Cubs Radio Network, which is what they were doing at that time. Uh, and it wouldn't go back to regular programming. So I had to go over there and you know, and this sometimes this would be like after midnight and I didn't live that far away. I bought a block or a half or two. And at one time you had it during a thunderstorm. I remember that. Yes, there was a, a a, a, a thunderstorm. Uh, it, it wasn't really bad. It was like, you know, I mean, it was, but yeah, that was one of the times I had to um, go over there and, you know, I got to where I could, I knew what to do uh, to fix it. Well, there was another guy there named Jim Wolf that kind of helped out there too. How long uh, were you producing the or, or monitoring those Cubs games from, from uh, your station? Basically, up until they let me go. Which was when? Uh, last year. So when it changed from WGN to WBBM and then the score, were there changes with things, the routine that you had to do to learn because you were dealing with different stations? Well, um, since they automated it, it was automated at that time. They kind of, I guess that was, yeah, I mean, I kind of had to... You know, do whatever I need to do whenever it, you know, kind of messed up or whatever, or they messed up. See, when 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 it's automated, it's really not under your control. A lot of the time, 
Well, they would send the oh, they would send the Q tones down on the automation, or, or so that they would run the spots that you had to play automatically. Correct. Exactly. And then you also did some work, Walter, with the local college for a while, producing some of their stuff. The local co- Drake. Oh well, yeah, I did. Yes, yes, Drake games. Yes, um, uh, uh, football and basketball, um, and some high school. And some high, well, yes, and some high school. We uh, very early on, back then when I started, they did high school games on KR and T, thirteen fifty. That didn't last for very long. Um, but then, but the Drake thing went on pre- pretty much right up until uh, went through a uh, couple of different. Uh, 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 broadcasters. Uh, we started out with a uh, for the the only one that stayed consistent. Apparently, has been the football uh, broadcaster, whose name is Chuck Reed. Uh, but uh, the basketball, you know, it's kind of changed hands as far as broadcasters. Well, it would have stayed with Larry Kotler had he not got killed by the flooding. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Uh, so what was now, the format on KRNT? Was, was that was that still triple AAA all the time, or was it something else when you were there? Oh no, tri- no, no. AAA was the other. It was the college station in, in Council Bluffs. Okay, so what was, uh, what was yeah, the I format that you were doing on KRNT? That was uh, adult standards. Okay. Oh, okay. The the, the oh. Sinatra and the and the and the uh, AC seventies and the and the. C- 60s and stuff like so that. So they were what satellite? Were they hooked up to a satellite service? Or what was what yes, service they, were they hooked uh, up yes. with? Well, uh, when I started, they were actually doing their own. Uh, they were it was live and local, kind of. Good, um, good. We, uh, uh, and uh, it wasn't until '09 that uh, Saga Communications decided they wanted to put it on the satellite. And when they did, they went to uh, well, what was then known as Dial Global. Yes, very famous. That's all, that was owned by Westwood One. Yeah. Yeah. And so they did that up until about 2015. And that's when they become ESPN. Uh, ESPN Radio. They've been doing that ever since. So what was are you reason? doing anything for them now? Or, or what are you doing now? I'm not doing anything right now. So uh, you said uh-huh. they, they said that they let you go about a year ago. Was it a, was it a budget yeah, cut? What, what, uh-huh. was the, what was the well, reason they gave you? I think, well, it was COVID, they said. Yeah. Not uncommon, Walt. A lot of people lost their jobs <laughs> no. from COVID. And the radio right. industry right now is is undergoing uh, more changes that we, we really can't even foresee these days. So Yeah, but, probably a, a lot. It accelerated some trends that would have happened anyway, when, and COVID was a good excuse to push them along did you ever do a I, live I, show I, I, was, I was a part i was a part-timer and you know, of course some other part yeah. that were let go probably because of that so did you, you ever know. work on the air i mean where you did a live shift nope no just did nope, this voice track voice and track. Uh-huh. it was owned by saga did you ever get to meet ed christian who was the owner of the company no and there's a lot of people that didn't like him very much. Well, because of whenever he made those decisions to, you know, cut people, you know, he, uh, you know, he kind of did that. Yeah. I mean, the problem is if you're a boss and you're not there 
and they, they well, uh, Ed has said this and that, and you know, all you, it's like I am the great uh, Oz, and you know, you don't see him, you don't know him. It's, it's, I've you know, it's seen. one thing to have a boss where, well, that was good, that was bad, that was good, that was bad, and you have a, a mixed feeling about the person, and then all you ever hear from somebody is bad news. It's not good. Well, the only person I ever met from two, there were two people actually I've ever I've met from the saga. One guy was I don't remember his name offhand, but the other guy was a guy named Bob Lawrence, um, who I guess worked for them, and uh, and I don't remember what the other guy's name was, uh, but he, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, but never saw Ed Christian at any time. Well, now that you're not working in radio, is there are there things that you do now to keep yourself busy that that, that you like doing? Well, um, <laughs> um, well, I mean, every once in a while, I will. I have one of those digital recorders uh, called the Dar One Hundred and One uh, from uh, Sanjian, and I'll record on those every once in a while. Like if there's something that I'd like to uh, capture. Like a moment mm-hmm. in radio or something, we had one yep. of our one of the uh, people who worked for one of their uh, one of Saga stations, uh, Star One Hundred Two Point Five. After what twenty some odd years, uh, has left the their morning show. Uh, her name was Colleen, and uh, so uh, I still. Um, talked to some people there uh one of them is named cal beerman uh, he he's been there he's basically a fixture there he's been there for quite a while <laughs> about 30 about 35 years now coming so oh. <laughs> did you ever have any funny incidents when you were producing the games i mean you can get a four and a half hour 15 to 7 game and you can get pretty tired and you know just droning on and on and you know the outcome did you ever have anything that uh, got a, got awry because of that, or anything that, uh, or, or a weird thing on a rain delay, or anything uh, with all these years that you did the, the Cubs and the other thing? Well, um, well, when it was Patton and Ron Sando, you know those two, <laughs> those two are always cutting up for some reason. You, yeah, they during did. a game or, or during the rain delay. Of course, yeah. before they started that whole rain delay theater thing, which is they what they what they do now, um, uh, and um, it's kind of the same with those uh, uh, Pat and Ron uh, uh, Coomer, Ron Coomer and um, yeah. Zach. Yeah, you know, always. Um, but uh, no, I can't really remember anything that was really. I mean, when they. Obviously, when 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 it was uh, not when it wasn't automated, you sat there and you dealt with it. I mean, when it became automated, what and when they wanted me to watch, start watching it because before, even when it was automated, I didn't. Uh, you know, you didn't watch it because well, it was automated. It just did what it was going to do. Mm-hmm. Because I was at the time, I was doing I Cubs for one of the other stations in the building, uh, Iowa Cubs. Yeah, for one of the other stations in the building, a 940 KPSC, which is a Christian radio station, a commercial Christian radio station. I, I don't know how that really works, but, you know, uh, when I think of a Christian radio station, I always think of them as nonprofit. But 
But anyway, that you know, so but I would always look, make sure that it was still doing what, especially when there was rain delays, mm-hmm. because they wouldn't send it back and need to get whatever programming that they would do, you know. Yeah. So if, if you were to ask, if, if someone was to ask you about getting into radio, what would you tell them? Uh, well, I don't know at this point, you know. Uh, it's, uh, I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> Jobs are scary. Mm, hey, that's now. an honest you know, answer. I think that's what you probably say. Yeah. That's really, yeah. What, that's really what you could say. Uh, when you were growing up as a kid, what did you like to listen to? What was your favorite radio station? Do you remember? Well, now, um, when I, uh, well, uh, one of the things I know I was weaned on WOW basically, <laughs> Um, that was always on, you know, it was a, either at the house or in a car. Most of the, uh, the kind of stuff I heard, you know, grow, uh, starting out was in either somebody's car or somebody's house. I can remember the first time I was at somebody's house and I heard AGOR, uh, and now at the time, and this was in the mid you know, mid seventies or so, uh, it was called rock 100. Um, I remember another time being in a, I think it was a department store and we walked by, we tend happened to walk by the, well, the, where the stereos and wherever, whatever were. And I have, I didn't hear it all, but I, but I managed to hear them say KQKQ. Now, a few years later, uh, we had a station, uh, there was a station called Sweet 98. And they said, you know, Sweet 98 is KQKQ FM Council Bluffs Omaha. I'm like, K- you know, and, and when you hear that, you get that like, oh, I've heard yeah. get that little pang. Like, you know, you know, oh, I've heard that those call letters somewhere. Oh, yeah, you know. And then my uncle was telling me that that station used to be something called Imagination Radio, which I assume was kind of like a, was probably an album rock station. I had never heard it, so I had to kind of take his word for that. Um, uh, but, yeah. Um, and then... So back then you had WOW, and now you live near who? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess so. Do you live near Perry? I guess, I guess, do you guys get together a lot? Yeah. Well, we try to. <laughs> we, we, We're about two and a half. It's about two and a half blocks. Yeah, so you'd be the answer to the riddle. Who lives near WOW? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so now, I, what I'm impressed with, what I'm impressed with, Walter, is I thought I knew about a lot of obscure 80s songs. But, man, your knowledge on Mondays, when you come oh, yeah. up with these, I'm like, and, I, and then I hear the song, like, oh, yeah, I remember that, but I forgot the name of it. Or I forgot well, the artist. I'm that, like, okay, a lot of that <laughs> is... Um, well, well, eight American Top Forties kind of these uh, the ret- these yeah. retro countdowns have kind of helped on that because there's cert- certain songs that I don't remember he- hearing from you know any of the stations mm-hmm. that I I yeah. have come encount- had gotten encountered have encountered. There we go. I can talk. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so that's kind of where that and, and sometimes and some of it is. Uh, 
what was going on at that time. 91 yeah. for me. 91 for me is I there's a lot of songs that this radio station in Waterloo, Iowa played prior to my graduation. So, uh, uh KFMW. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they had a, they played a lot of you know songs that uh you know, that I would remember. Yep. And and some of them were not hits. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. You know? I know on Mondays though Walter will request this or that and that and this and like Sean it's like huh and then once you hear it it's like oh yeah I remember that now yeah they're yeah. good at yeah. that yeah because you know we're basically we're all basically the same age because I graduated yeah. in 90 so I'm a year so and Perry in 89 so we're all about the same age so I'm like oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, was, I, was right. 90, Man, I, was, I was 90 as well yeah. oh you were 90 as well that's right yeah you were yeah but I'm but he does man. You're, you're good at you're good at that. Right. Well, technically, I probably would have graduated in either 89 or 90, but, of course, they kind of held me back. So, I ended yeah, up. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. Well, okay. Walt, we want to thank you, Walter, for coming on and putting it out on the line like that, and I really appreciate it. But Jeff's giving, yep. kicking me under the table saying it's time to <laughs> run his feature. No, I was actually kicking it under the table asking yeah. to give me another cup of coffee, Bill. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm told we better speed this up because he wants his coffee. It's, no, that's it's, okay. You can take it. Take it. Go ahead, Walt. Walt, it's good, it's good hearing you. Uh, we, I never got to yeah, know much thanks, about Walter. you. And the uh, last time I talked to you was on Facebook Messenger, and I gave you a call on Facebook Messenger, and I said, Yeah, well, kind of out of the blue. <laughs> out of the blue, all of a sudden, I, I see him up there, and I give him a call, and, and I was I had full video, and I and I said, Well, tell me how I look. He said, Well, just move the phone this way, that way. Oh, you look good, you know. So, <laughs> well, and of, course, of course, you didn't have any lights on either. No, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, so. And the, the phone lies, too. Yeah, and well, not only that, but. Now, are you on Clubhouse? I barely. No. Occasionally, oh. he's on, but don't don't scare poor Walter, Jeff like that. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah I him. see Jeff no. on there every now and then, but I'm on not that much myself. But. Yeah. All right, Jeff, what do you got coming up with next? Oh, right. Uh, I know Bernie loves the Drake format, and this is a little bit different. But let's start. I just want to give a very very brief history. 1966 is the year that the FCC required AM stations that owned FM stations to separate the programming on FM. You know, FM was really a, a stepchild of AM at that time, and no one really thought that FM was going to be anything or do anything. Little did they know that when the FCC made that rule, the cork was out of the bottle and the things would change forever. And so WORFM was one of the radio stations that separated. Now, WABC had done it before the rule was in effect, putting educational and classical programming part-time on their FM. But other, other stations hadn't done that. So when WORFM decided to separate and make their programming separate, they came to the idea of, of trying an album rock top 40 format. It was really a hybrid. And they used familiar radio announcers. At least Scott Muti worked at WABC in New York. And they had Murray the K, Murray Kaufman. Murray the K worked there as well. And they had Roscoe and Dick Birch and Johnny Michaels and Jim Lonsberry. And that's another story in itself. Well, and that didn't work out. They, they, it was really ahead of its time. And if, if given the chance, it might have worked. But they saw RKO, RKO General, the company that owned WOR, saw that they were doing very well with their Drake-formatted radio stations out on the West Coast. You got uh, KFRC out in San Francisco, and you had KHJ in Los Angeles. And, of course, they were doing it in, in uh, at K- KYNO in San Jose, California, which was not owned by RKO. But that's where really the Bill Drake format really began on the West Coast. With, and they became, they became boss radio 
But ORFM didn't really want to get rid of all their listeners. They, they already knew that people were very upset with the loss of the format. So they, they kind of mellowed out the Drake format just a bit, and they called it the Big Town Sound. And they kept some elements from the old format, such as playing album cuts by the, by the artists that they would normally be playing. They played a lot of gold, and so, some, a lot of the, some of that gold was from the 50s as well. And, of course, they, they were the ones that did the history of rock and roll and the top 300 and the Challenger and Champion Weekend, which they were talking about in this particular air check. So we're going to hear the air check from May 2nd, 1968, and I think you're going to enjoy it. And, and, and yes, there are those, and I know people who, who say, well, I don't like Drake. I never liked the Drake. I like the format that, that WABC and all the format of whatever that was, uh, was the stations were doing beforehand. And I remember saying to Bill Brown at WCBS-FM, and he worked at W, I said, you know, I miss Murray the K. And he said to me, you mean Murray the Crybaby? And I said, well, what do you mean? He says, <laughs> and he said to me, I'm really sorry. And I know that because that you're from New York City. I hope I didn't offend you. But really, he said that if you give Drake a chance and you give it a chance to understand the philosophy behind Drake, I think you'll like it. He, Drake never said you can't do the personality, but the idea was to keep it short, keep it simple, but keep the music flowing. And that was why the Drake format became as successful as it was at that time. So I'll turn it over to you. You can, We can get to hear the air check. Here we go. This week in my classic air check segment, we're turning the virtual time machine back to the spring of 1968. And we're going to listen to radio station WORFM in New York City. The station had adopted the Drake format, but they were a little different from all the other RKO-owned and operated radio stations with the Drake format. Before the Drake format appeared on WORFM, they were a progressive top 40 radio station. When they dropped the progressive format in favor of the Drake format, they knew they'd be opposition. So they tried to make it a lot different from all the other Drake formatted radio stations. WORFM was not boss radio, but the big town sound. And they played album cuts as well as hits that, well, weren't quite as popular as you might think. So without further ado, let's listen to Tony Taylor and Jim O'Brien on WORFM on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Ladies and gentlemen, memories are made of this. WORFM in the city. This is Tony Taylor. Presenting beautiful Bobby tonight at 8. Bob Elliott takes care of all business. I have given you If you don't want my love, this is Tony Taylor. It's 3.05. The champs and the challengers fight it out for your votes. ORFM swings with spring in a million-dollar battle. For 48 fantastic hours, the beat and the battle will go on. The greatest hits of all time with you choosing the champs. Stand by to vote by calling a million-dollar switchboard now being installed. It all starts tomorrow at 6 p.m. The ORFM million-dollar battle. W-O-R-F-M. Oh, yeah. 
Jersey City. Right. She's out of sight. All right, all right. I got oh, me a woman. Yeah. Matter of fact, I had a lovely thing called from Jersey City, and thank you for that phone call. Ray Charles Gold from 1959. This is Tony Taylor at ORFM. It's 308. Hi, S. Michael Survey again with another Secret Mike Survey for your Pontiac dealer. Then how come you're wearing beads and your hair is so long? New York weather sunny with seasonable temperatures this afternoon, a high in the mid-60s. Fair tonight with a low in the middle to upper 40s. Right now, midtown, 62 degrees. A public service reminder, foster parents need big hearts and a little space. Write the Children's Aid Society, Box 227, New York 10010. Bobby V. Happening right now is Medley. My girl. Hey, girl. I've got sunshine. One year ago today. When the truth is found to be lies. One year this is Tony Taylor. Good afternoon, Woodside Queens. Take care of your requests for you. These are the temps in their latest. I'll never love another after loving you. In stereo, the Leatherman from their album Going Out of My Head. The end of the world. The sun can go on shining. In stereo at 98.7, the record from their album Going Out of My Head. It's the end of the world. This is Tony Taylor. You're into something good at ORFM. It's 321. Wondering what to get your mom for Mother's Day. Are you tired of buying the same thing year after year? Let this be a special Mother's Day with a gift that she's sure to love. John Scott's Treasured Volume. This beautiful book of poetry is bound in a maroon balacron, stamped in gold, and comes in its own slipcase so it always remains fresh and new. In John Scott's Treasured Volume, you'll find poems by the world's greatest poets, including Longfellow, Emerson, Browning, Dickinson, even something from the immortal William Shakespeare. Just to mention a few, religious leaders of all faiths have hailed John Scott's treasured volume as a welcome interlude from the world which is so materialistic. And when you see how much pleasure it gives, well, you'll want extra copies for your loved ones and friends. Surely a lovely gift for your mother, aunt, or mother-in-law. Normally you'd expect to pay $5.95 or $6.95 for this beautifully bound book, but now it's yours for only $4.95. Just send $4.95 and check our money order to Poetry Book, Post Office Box 266, Grand Central State. New York. That's four ninety five, and check our money order to Post Office Box two six six, Grand Central Station, New York, New York. Residents, please add sales tax. If for any reason you're not greatly pleased, your money will cheerfully be refunded. The Big Town Sound, W O R F M. As much a part of the city as the hit show, you can't get tickets to. Then you wind up on Brooklyn roads, kind of talking to yourself. If I close my eyes. Neil Diamond on ORFM. Brooklyn Roads. Ah, yes, like Pennsylvania Avenue in the Belt Parkway. And on a summer night, that fragrance fills the air from the garbage dump just around the corner. It's wonderful. This is Tony Taylor. It's 327. In my math class, I could figure to the fraction. But with the boys, I just didn't add up right. After class, I was the fella's first subtraction. Until I summed things up and switched to all Changed my whole life. 
freshest breath, the brightest teeth. That's sex appeal. Ultra bright toothpaste, a taste you can really feel. Ultra bright gives your mouth sex appeal. After Ultra Bright, everything else is just toothpaste. New York weather sunny with seasonable temperatures this afternoon, a high in the mid 60s. Fair tonight with a low in the middle to upper 40s. Right now, Midtown, 62 degrees. 98.7 stereo. There's nothing left for me. And the hits just keep on coming. Six of the big town. Palisades has a ride. Palisades has a fun. Come on over. Shows and dancing are free. Shows the parking so cheap. Come on over. Palisades from coast to coast. Where a dime buys the most. Palisades amusement park. Swings all day and after dark. You'll have fun. So. Saturday and Sunday, see the chain reaction, the glories, Tony Middleton, the tweeds, the sound sensations, and many others all in person at Palisades Amusement Park.
is a Pontiac. Why track in Pontiac? Why track in Pontiac? Why track in Pontiac? There's another expert at your local Pontiac dealer. He's waiting with a great car and great deal. See him today. New York weather sunny with seasonable temperatures this afternoon. High in the mid-60s. Fair tonight, low to the middle and upper 40s. Right now, midtown, 63 degrees. A public service reminder. Parents want to develop your child's interest in performing arts. Enrollments are now being accepted for the Youth Dance Center for the Creative and Performing Arts. For further information, call 757-5015. Corsair's 62 Gold Smoky Places. Yes, I just got a call from one over in Davenport, New Jersey. It was a wonderful experience. This is Tony Taylor at ORFM at 352. Any of you fellas is undecided about a career to pursue? Well, I'd like to explain some of the advantages of training for a career in electronics at RCA Institutes. First, and perhaps most important, RCA offers a wide range of electronics courses for beginners and advanced students. Everything from electronics fundamentals to telecommunications. Further, all Oh, all RCA courses are devoted to exclusively to electronics. And because RCA knows industry's needs, all its courses are career-oriented. This means you spend all your studying time at RCA Institute preparing for a career in the electronics industry. You'll be trained by experts in the field, and when you graduate, you'll get invaluable assistance from RCA's placement service, which can help you land a high-paying job with one of America's growing electronics companies. All RCA courses are provided under the new GI Bill, day and evening class will be starting in June and September. For full details and a free car, uh, career guidance catalog, write to Electronics Career, Post Office Box 987, Midtown Station, New York 10018. Or you can call area code 212. The number is 924-7511. Operators are standing by 24 hours a day. There's no obligation. No salesman will call. Do it today. Let RCA help you toward a rewarding future in electronics. Reminding you to get your copy of this week's ORFM Top 30. New York's biggest hits, and it's free at your record store, whichever one you prefer. On the cover this week, Brother Sebastian. He's got a sweetheart, Mrs. Robinson. Yeah, she digs him every morning between 9 and noon. Simon and Garfunkel. 98.7 Stereo. Oh, that's it for Tony Taylor today. Hate to go, but gentlemen, Jim O'Brien is going to be back in your arms again for another four hours this afternoon. Takes care of all kinds of business. Thank you so much. Why not join me again tomorrow at noon? We'll have a luncheon thing and really cook something up, baby. Four o'clock in the city. Hello, everybody. Beautiful day outside. Time to shake it up with Jim O'Brien. Station that's happening in less than 26 hours from the million dollar battle. Looking back on it, 
don't seem like there was any time at all between the Cowboys and the girls, right? By the intruders with Jim O'Brien at 4.05 on his scrumptious Thursday afternoon. WORFM swings with spring in the battle to end all battles. The ORFM Million Dollar Battle. And you choose the champs. Starting tomorrow at 6 p.m., 48 exciting non-stop hours. The all-time all-stars enter the arena and your votes keep them spinning. Get ready to rate the greats on the ORFM Million Dollar Battle. W-O-R-F-M. Hey, you! Come on, here on the floor. Well, how about that? First crack off the bat, the home folks up at Yonkers are calling Jim O'Brien. And you know I appreciate it. Hit bound from Edward Ames. It's going to be great. Entitled Apologize. Isn't that a good song? Is with Apologize. Hit bound with Jim O'Brien at 411, getting you all set for the million dollar battle tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Well, there you go. Memories of Tony Taylor and Jim O'Brien on WORFM in New York City during the early days of their Drake format. I really enjoyed this radio station. They played album cuts, they played lots of soul music, and they played songs that you just didn't hear on the other radio stations. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, or if there's a classic get check that you'd like me to present, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. For all things radio live, I'm Jeff Bennett. Thank you very much, Jeff. What a no blessing. problem. They were, they were a station of thirds. So what they, if you counted them up, and you know, you're not doing scientifically, a third of the songs were album cuts, a third of the songs were oldies, and a third of the songs were things on the chart, sorta. But the hit bounds were really featured more than the, the song that we heard, Mrs. Robinson. But that's about one of the, the only big songs we heard from that time period. You know, they're playing I Apologize and, uh, you, you know, uh, If You Don't Want My Love and things like that. They were just starting out. And it was really cool. You know, what, a, what an interesting format. It was, I don't know if it was quite the same in 69, but I think it was. I think they kind of had the three things and they could pick uh, whatever they wanted. It was also interesting. The Ultra Bright commercial was like a little Broadway song. And uh, Fred Collins was the announcer on that, who, of course, did X-1 and all kinds of announcing for NBC. And that was really cool to hear, hear him do a commercial. I didn't hear that too often. No, you didn't. As a matter of fact, though, I like that station. And one of the things that my dad had, my dad owned a billiard parlor, pool hall in New York City. And he, and he put on WRFM and he said, because my, my, my list, my, you know, the people who like, like the kind of music, they played a lot more soul music than other radio stations did. Uh, they, the, they they were kind of like WMCA. They played a lot more soul music, and they, they mm-hmm. capitalized on that. Um, and the Champion Challenger, that was pretty cool. And I have air checks that go back to 1965 of KHA. When they, before they did Boss Radio, when they were doing their sneak pre- preview, they had a million-dollar weekend where they played music from 1950 up to, up till uh, 1965. And it was just cool. a very interesting way of doing things. The, the guy behind, uh, uh, by, by the way, the guy, because everyone you know, you know this Bill Drake was the program director for, or the, or the consultant who conceived of the idea of Boss Radio. But the big program director is the one that Bernie talked about a few weeks ago. His name was Ron Jacobs, passed away a few about a year or so ago. And he worked at, he was the guy that got KHJ on, on the map and really made them a real success station. Um, the at, other at, thing, yeah, was, was the challengers were going to be, you are going to play uh, silhouettes versus I want to hold your hand or something. They weren't going to do, you know, in, uh, if RKO had done it that weekend, they would have played Mrs. Robinson going up against uh, 
you know, don't you want, uh, not, uh, no, uh, what's the one, Reach Out in the Darkness or something like that. I remember they did, they did one song, that, let's say they did a song like Mrs. Robinson, they put it up against Marcy Blaine, I want to be Bobby's girl, because you know who's going to win, I mean, that, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but it was a way, and one of the reasons I think they didn't give the, the hit line numbers out, and I asked Bill Brown this once, and he says, well, we were told not to give them out because our phone system was totally destroyed because they were putting in a whole new switchboard to take the influx of voter calls. And so okay. they, 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 they had the hit lines, but they were really were working at like one-third capacity until they got all the phone lines. And, you know, at did that they time, do the three, every three-hour newscast thing that the other stations did where you yes, did the 15 minutes every yes, three they, hours? They, yes, they did. Um, and uh, Except in the mornings, they had that between 6 o'clock and 9 o'clock, they had news at 20 past and 20 before. Yeah, uh, so did RKO, yeah. And, as a matter of fact, when, when I, always, I always talk about Bill Brown, and I know it's becoming like a broken record, so please forgive me on this. He started at WRFM, but he didn't start as a radio announcer doing a, re- a regular radio show. He was their morning newscaster, and he would do the news in the morning, and, and he would do some weekend all-night shifts. But that's how he started as a full-time radio announcer there. He, he did mornings at ORFM, but before he did mornings, they had Hal Mitchell, who was really bought, uh, Johnny Mitchell working in Denver. I remember that. But after Hal Mitchell, that was Charlie O'Donnell. And do you know who Charlie O'Donnell is, Chris? No, I don't. He's the announcer for Wheel, he was the announcer for Wheel of Fortune, but... Oh, Charlie Tuna? Uh, he would no, no. He was the announcer. No, no. No. Oh, Charlie Van Dyke. No, ne- neither no. one. No. Charlie O'Donnell was the announcer for the Ameri- American Bandstand when Dick when Dick Clark had that oh, show okay. on ABC. That was okay. his announcer. So oh. he worked at WRFM. The other thing that was different about so I want to ask you this question: for those three hour, those fifteen minute newscasts on the twenty of uh, you know the, at the end of the it was usually at the end of people's shifts they do it. Did they use the W R O R A M people? You know, they had no. all those great newsmen over there. They just no, did they it didn't. the same as the other stations. They had their own news pe- people. Some of the news people, like, for example, Bill Brown was the news person for the mornings. They had another guy in the afternoon named Dan Thompson. And Dan Thompson would do a weekend Top 40 show in, on, on, like, Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon. I don't remember. I think it was Sunday afternoon. So mm-hmm. that they, they had... And, of course, eventually that changed. And, of course... The album cuts gave way to more of a regular stylized Drake format in the oldie state for a while. But when they broadcast that history of rock and roll, that they didn't do it like other stations did. They had their own announcers narrate the history of rock and roll, but the documentary was still the same. And that, mm-hmm. that documentary, is, doc, documentary is known so well and has gotten so much uh, praise... That that it's actually located in the Library of Congress. That's how. That's so how. They, did they have to go? Because what John Masters, who is our big newsman here, what he would do is he would do the newscast, and then he'd say, yeah, you know, he'd get somebody on the, you know, during this because he had the three hours to prepare. So he'd get somebody on the phone, you know, and and and, and so the the governor's office said, and he'd have somebody from the governor's office come on and on the phone, you know, and you knew that he he had recorded this interview to get the information. Did they do that kind of stuff too to set up their news. I, be- I believe. That they did, but I'm not really sure because I, you know, I, even though I listened to them, I was also doing a lot of schoolwork then, and it was a, it was kind of tough for me to listen to them as much as I wanted to. Um, I, I, I had taken over my dad's stereo to listen to them, and of course he said, I don't want to hear this garbage. I want to hear WRFM. I want to hear WPAT or WVNJ or WNEWAM. I don't want to hear this, this crap. But ultimately, we took over the car. We took over the stereo. I, I think my dad would have been very upset with me and my sister because uh, my sister would do her homework with the headphones blasting Motown music, and if he knew that, he would be very upset. So we we never <laughs> now, told. What him. I'm 
And I'm wondering, this kind, of, this kind of goes along with, okay, before, when you talked about the AM and FM, you know, the split, the FCC, let's say if the FCC had not stepped in, how long do you think it would have taken for FM to get, you I know, I think another four or five years, uh, someone would have figured out the idea that FM was really worth more than it was. Um, it sounded better. Everyone knows it sounded yeah. better. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think it was only a matter of time before that would have happened. And, of course, there were a lot of failures. I mean, WNBC was one of the big ones with their FM. They separated, but they, they, they decided to become a classical station using uh, automation, and all of the classical music was programmed from their uh, FM station in Cleveland, Ohio, and the tapes would be circled around the country because uh, they syndicated that classical music to other, other markets as well. Uh, WABC FM, of course, did the love format. With Bernie, I think you like that love format, or uh, you, you remember? I it. found it interesting. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting, except that it it, it clearly sounded uh, not local. Of you know, course, it did. Somewhere, you, but I have the beginnings. I have the beginnings of that love format when they actually started it, and I have the demo that they used to create the format to sell it to other radio stations. So. I do have that, and I think we can play that at some point. I, I know people tease me because it's I'm all New York, but you know, you really your perspective of radio really, really goes to where you came from. It's, it's, sure it does. I, I sure. came I came yeah. from New York, and uh, but uh, but my dad was the one that said to me when I was growing up. He said to me, "I know you want to be a radio announcer, and if that happens, if that comes to you, and if you get to do that, you really need to understand and learn other kinds of music." So that's why he he would purposely forced me to listen to WNAW for the middle-of-the-road music, or I'd listen to the jazz station, WLIBFM when they were jazz, or WBFM until they went bankrupt, and they were an all-jazz station. And I'd listen that, to makes, yeah. that makes sense, though, Jeff. You know, you know the New York stuff. Like, if you would ask me, I know the stuff from this part of the yeah. country. Chris yeah. knows the Boston, and Sean, you know, so that, that, wherever that's you're true. from, yeah. that's, that's what you know. That's what that's why I was kind of blessed, I think, in a weird way, because living in so many places, even as a kid, you know, I had Missouri, I had Louisiana, I had several, you know, Texas markets. So, you know, I had the multiple. Yeah. And having the good <laughs> radio that I had, I, I dipped into Chicago. I knew a bit about that. I would listen to Whoa, Whoa. I'd listen to Buffalo, you know, the, in the eastern half of the country, KMOX. So in the eastern half of the country, I kind of kind of got a feel for the different cities, even if I wasn't really involved in the yeah. different stations. We have, now, we have, Wal we have Walter's hand raised. Can we? Can we? Okay. We do, Walter. Walter, can you unmute? You? Oh, you are muted. Go ahead, Walter. Yeah. Um, uh, so, what is WR? WOR these days. Well, okay, WORAM is still a news talk station. Owned and no, operated. I meant the FM. <laughs> yeah, oh, the FM is WEPN FM, and they're ESPN. They're all sports. Oh, okay. And they were WRF, and then, then they really screwed around with the format, and they changed the format to WXLO, and they became WXLO for a while, and then they became 99X. And we played a few. We played at least one air check of them over the years, and then they became uh, WRKS, uh, Kiss ninety eight point seven, when the when they were owned and operated by Emmis, and uh, they became ESPN yep. uh, uh, quite a while ago, and they and they've been doing that ever since on ninety eight point seven. They don't do that well in the ratings though, but they're they're still doing that ESPN. But they don't have to. No, they don't have to. No. They can sell it. It, sell, it sells really very well. That, it that's the a, nice that's, thing. Well, the nice thing who, now with oh, go ahead, Bernie. Well, real quick, the point is there's no real overhead if you're all ESPN. You know, you don't have to have a lot of local Well, they do have no local They have Michael K. They have Michael K. And I think Chris Carlin does some stuff for them locally. Yeah, they do, have some, they do have a lot more local people on the FM. Now, the AM, 
which is uh, uh, that's on 1050. That's all ESPN, and that that is yeah. has no local people on it as well. And, and they've and, added ESPN. They added Dan Grassa, who is local at night too now. So they they've added mm-hmm. that. But so. they're never going to catch FAN, and they know it, so they just don't no. even try, really. They just, no. you know, do what they need to do. They have the Knicks and Rangers and Jets, so they got some teams, and, uh, you know, so they're, they're, they've got their niche, but, you know, they're never going to catch FAN. Well, I was, I was, I was really, I thought you guys, uh, you guys kind of surprised me today, I got to tell you. I thought you guys would, would give me a lot of negative feedback from the uh-uh. WRFM, and I thought... No, you, I enjoyed the one in 69 that you did, too. I, I think it was an interesting way to program a radio station and to not hear the same... I would have listened to that a lot, because I got tired of hearing, you know, the same old, same old all the time. And, uh, you know, even if you switched around, you know, oh, there's Mrs. Robinson. Whoop, 10 minutes later, there's Mrs. Robinson. And, you know, it, it just gets to the point, and it just was eclectic and, and fun. Uh, and was, I uh, never uh, heard the end of the world by the Letterman. Jeez, no, I never did. Never <laughs> I, I never did that. I, I, th- I think they wanted to, they they wanted to try something different because uh, they, they knew they couldn't beat WABC at that time, and they just couldn't. There was no way they were going to beat WABC. So if they could, if they could just get some an inkling of better ratings, and maybe. that's why they concentrated smartly on the hit bounds. So that when uh, WABC turned around and started to play "If You Don't Want My Love" or or whatever, then oh, I remember hearing that on WORFM. You know, that I heard that like three weeks ago. Yeah, okay, you guys are a little slow, aren't you? You know, that kind of thing. Well, I mean, I don't. If think I was bored with WABC. Were you not a fan of WABC when you got to hear the burning? I got, I got, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't remember what you said about WABC. Yes, I. Uh, I, and I read the uh, the Rick Starr book, and I loved it. Uh, no, I think uh, the thing that we all complain about where radio stations are concerned are the things that regular listeners love. That's they true. They like that repetition. They that's what Rick Sklar said in his in his book. He said, I wanted to make a larger playlist, but the but the listeners didn't want it. They they wanted the same exactly. songs over and over <laughs> and over again. So well, and chances are they're only listening, what, about 15, 20, 30 minutes at a time, the regular listeners maybe, so they don't realize you're repeating them. They tell us the 22. If you listen to the oh, yeah, slogans they, they used to use, it would be 22 minutes. They will give you the world, you know? And they still say You that. know, I was talking um, to somebody that I used to, that I was, I would say friends with, but I was acquainted with growing up in radio, and I said, you know, what do they do for requests? He said, you know, he said, I could probably come in here each night and he said, I could turn on the request lines and this and this. And he said, it's the same stuff over yeah. and over and over. He said, I'm always like, why don't you guys want to hear this or this or this, you know, in my own head. But he said, it's people calling every night. For the Let me same tell you song. a little secret, Perry. And I said, Bernie will tell you the same thing. They, they, they may use the request and they may write them down for research purposes, but they don't really take the requests. No. Uh, that, that, but this, guy, this guy did because he put this guy I know did because he put him on the air. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, you, you generally say that. I, I know that's true. But no, you say I, that, I, and let me explain that. A lot of times they'll say, "Hey, we got to. You want to get on the air? I want you to say, I want to. I want to hear Coney Island Baby by the Excellence.' I'm just using that as an example. Right. There's a lot of that that went on back then. Well, yeah, well, that's why I say it's kind of it's kind of refreshing. I mean, nowadays, you know, you when it's so rare that like Bernie's buddy there at one hundred five seven. Now, who knows how long he'll be doing that with the new owners change? On, I mean, it is Saturday night, and no one's listening on Saturday. But that guy, I mean, he actually is playing the request, and he plays not oh, he the is. same 
10 songs. And I mean, I call him on a, probably a couple times a month requesting this, and he's usually pretty good about playing it. So I'll call him and yeah, I, I, uh, I've listened to that more than his show. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Bernie. Go ahead. A couple of quick things. The uh, WORFM, one thing about it that I found interesting is that, you know, people always thought that the, the Drake format was very uh, dictated in terms of what they allowed to play and what you what you had to play, what you couldn't play. Well, that station totally disproved that theory because they they got to play a lot of stuff that I would never have thought a Drake station would play. And you know what? And if you listen no. to and I'm going to be playing in the next few months the beginnings of Drake from KHJ. And we heard uh, KHJ with Johnny Williams back in 1970, but I have some older KHJ stuff. And you're right, Bernie. They they had a playlist, and they ha- and they followed the rotation, but that rotation was much broader than the rotation you heard oh, yeah. on the West Coast. That I will tell you. And so. the other the other thing is, uh, we talk about requests, and uh, I used to take requests on Friday afternoons when we kicked off the All Ladies Weekends, and I. <laughs> I have a bunch of those requests that I kept. And so sometimes on weekends, even though you know, we're playing all 80s, I'll play one of those requests, you know, because they're, they're old enough. People don't even realize that, you know, it was a long time ago, but it's just kind of fun to play one. <laughs> well, that's funny. And somebody's going to call you up one day and say, that's my mother. She's been dead 10 years. How She's you dead. My <laughs> but, but you know what? The funny thing about this Drake thing, and I remember Bruce Morrow at ABC kept saying, and they really were cutting down the Drake form. They said, well, you know, and and I and I get it. There are two kinds of people who like Top 40. They're the kind of people who like what you heard on WIFE, and they like that format from WPTR, which is doing the same kind of thing as WABC. And there were those like myself who said, I want to hear something different. And yes, Drake was a bit more restricting in that the announcer couldn't uh, couldn't do a monologue for like thirty minutes and and, and couldn't, uh, but but it was still it was still good. Tony Taylor, when talking about Brooklyn Road and talking about Brooklyn, New York, and the Pennsylvania yeah. Avenue and the Bell Parkway and the and the garbage dump around the corner, he was yeah, able was to funny. fit that personality and that 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 bit was funny enough, and he was able to do it in less than ten seconds. But you knew yes. exactly what he was saying. Well, I was always amazed that Dan Ingram could get get in as much as he did on uh, ABC with the same kind of time constraints too, because he didn't have much time. But he got no, in there. I like Dan Ingram, and I have a I have I have so much Dan Ingram. We could we could do weeks and weeks and weeks of him. Uh, I I think he was very good, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. as much as I like him, a lot of him goes a long way. And I just think that you know we can't just do only Dan Ingram, obviously. <laughs> but I do no. have a lot of I do have a lot of Dan Ingram. I even. I even have Bill Sparks when he was about 10 years old doing great. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I, I, I All right, Jeff. Before, hey, gonna... Jeff, real quick, before we go, I want to – we always yell at radio for what they do and they don't do. Obviously, what happened in Memphis last night with this active shooter person, it was horrific and all. And, and you always look – you think, gosh, where can you find coverage of the news and this – uh, KWAM it is a conservative talk station but they went live local and continuous during that story last night so Good you know that. we always we always yell about you know oh they don't do this they don't do that well they went live local continuous and they took calls and and everything so uh, kudos to them on that on that new story Good, and I hope they're set up to do that kind of thing for weather you know they, they are they with... say they say when there is local weather and all they say we will be here with you uh, any time of the day or night well very good 
I just want to say, Perry, I, I, I will give my treatise on the on my prediction of radio in the future, but I got we don't have time for it right now. But I, Doug and I were having a very interesting talk about it uh, this week, so it's going to be. Who owns KWAM? Just, just. Uh, I curious. think they're low. I think it's a former Fox employee by the name of Todd Starnes is who owns it now. <laughs> okay, so it's well, good, good for him. Good for but him. But he, but he said he was on last night and he said we will be here live, local. He said if there's ever a tornado or. Mm-hmm. He says, "Gosh forbid we ever have this again." Uh, he said, "We'll be here live we'll and be here. Yeah, yeah, they had a double whammy with the shooting and the and the and the and the uh, and the and the killing of that school teacher. Oh no, yeah. kid. that was it's a terrible. Bill, I'm going to turn it over to you to end this thing because I got I got to I got to produce. Got to get that show, coffee, Jim. And, and I got to coffee. And, coffee. and we got football season maker. to get started here. That's too. right. And not only yeah. that, but Jeff, yeah. do you know how to get that box open? I do know how to get a box open. I've got a, I've got a knife. I can cut it open and then get the coffee pump. It's in two boxes, of course, you know. So, I'll right. take care of it. Believe me. Well, good luck on that project. Thanks to panel. Thank you, everyone, for making things so interesting. Thank you, Walter. All right, here we go with a station we hear maybe Bernie and I might not be so impressed with. So here we go. Whenever I present these featured station segments, I try to let you hear what's happening in the world of broadcasting today. This week, we're traveling to Indianapolis, Indiana, where iHeartMedia has changed the format of radio station WOLT-FM. While not a real significant change, they have dropped all current hits and are now playing classic alternative from the 90s and 2000s. The radio announcer we're going to hear is Teresa, who voice tracks her show from iHeartMedia in Kansas City, Missouri. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy radio station WOLT-FM on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. WOLT. TFM Indianapolis. Coming to you from the Circle City. All right, the roundabouts are kind of making me dizzy, too. The new Indy 103.3. Alternative from the 90s and 2000s. Alternative from the 90s and 2000s. The new Indy 103.3. Frosted tips, don't worry, we did too. Alternative from the 90s and 2000s, the new Indie 103.3. Right now, the funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. Welcome to the Midwest, where winter starts at 8 a.m., springs at 11 a.m., summers at 2 p.m., and fall is slated for 4 p.m. Mm, unless sometimes it can get a little colder around 3.30. Dress accordingly. The new Indie 103.3, alternative from the 90s and 2000s. From the 90s and 2000s. I just read this study. Stoners really are unambitious people and they're lazy. (laughs) Is this study being done by taxpayer money? Can I please speak to your manager? I'm sorry, I don't understand why we've wasted time on that. I'm Teresa Spanik at the Disco. We are the new Indy 103.3. It's Friday. Let's just move on. Imagine. The new Indy 103.3. 
103.3. Alternative from the 90s and 2000s. From the free iHeartRadio app or on your smart device, we got your playlist. Powered by Isaacs and Isaacs Injury Lawyers. WeWin.com. That's WeWin.com. This is the new indie 103.3. Alternative from the 90s and 2000s. The new Indie 103.3. I'm Teresa. I told you I was going to haunt your childhood. Okay. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. This is the horror film about Winnie the Pooh being left behind and now he's back for revenge. It's not for kids. It looks horrifying. No release date yet. And the trailer is on my Twitter. So if you want to burn a little time at work today, dive right in at Teresa Rockface. If you're listening, stations like to play it safe we on the other hand like to have fun the new indie 103.3 alternative from the 90s and 2000s alternative from the 90s and 2000s the new indie 103.3 you're having a fantastic Friday. We are the new Indie 103.3. Legit, this is every single song from my entire existence growing up. Alternative from the 90s and 2000s. It's like the ultimate playlist. I'm Teresa. I'm going to keep you going with Sublime. And heads up, your keyword for the Vegas trips coming up at 120. From the 90s and 2000s. Not too bad weather-wise. Today high of about 86, partly cloudy skies. Saturday and Sunday we might see some rain, but you know what? We're going into the weekend. Bring it on, as far as I'm concerned. I'm Teresa. We are the new Indy 103.3. I'm going to get you ready for that Vegas trip next, so get your phones in your hand. It was a Friday night, I walk alone Alternative from the 90s and 2000s The New Indie 103.3 is more than just a read-through. Show of hands, who illegally downloaded this when it came out? Liars. Alternative from the 90s and 2000s. The new Indie, 103.3. For all of my ladies who watched the OC back in the day, I was feeling that also. Phantom Planet, California on the new Indy 103.3. I'm Teresa, just giving you the alternative from the 90s and 2000s with a little trip to Vegas. Well, right now, your shots go to the iHeartRadio Music Festival with a grand of spending cash. It's coming up after this by Three Doors Down. Just have your phone ready. Keywords on the way. Well, I took a walk around the world to ease my troubled mind. Indy 103.3 has
as your chance at $1,000 in a trip to our 2022 iHeartRadio Music Festival now. Text the nationwide keyword MUSIC to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard aid and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's MUSIC to 200-200. Alternative from the 90s and 2000s. Well, there you go. Classic alternative music is heard on radio station WOLT-FM from Indianapolis, Indiana. The station is owned and operated by iHeartMedia. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line, sending me a voicemail at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595, hitting option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.